When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Ginny Jane Smith is a proud Wiradjuri Wabunja woman of the UN Nation. Ginny identifies as a lesbian woman, mother and auntie to many. She is a dedicated advocate, giving her time to enhance communities, address social justice and self-determination for the betterment of community. Ginny is the Community Engagement Officer of Black. She sits on the board of Gadigal Information Service and City of Sydney Advisory Panel. She performed this story at Blacktown Arts Centre as part of Colour Me Queer, an all First Nations lineup curated by Stephen Lindsay Ross and hosted by Neville Williams Boney. Enjoy. Walawani. Um, Walawani is from the Durga language of my father's people, which is on the far south coast, so I am a very proud Walbunja woman. Um, it's a greeting word for safe travel and safe passage, so just wanted to say Walawani to you all. Um, in talking about my dad, I'm only an actor's daughter. I'm not an actor. <laughs> this yarn that I want to share with you, Mob, it's a true yarn. Um, it's, you know, not so much a coming out story, it's more of a jump in the fence story. So stay with me. <laughs> so it was back in the mid to late 80s, early 90s. NRL just became a regular Friday night thing. I was a little daddy's girl and loved spending any and every chance I could with him. So Friday night would roll around and we would all get ready as a family to sit up and watch the footy together. Dad's first cousin, my uncle, is Andrew Walker. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's one of very few, if not Australia's only Aboriginal dual sports representative, which basically means he played two different sports for Australia. He played rugby league and he played rugby union both representing Australia. So, back in the day, I remember it clearly, our little old house on 28 Livingston Avenue in Durick, Manor County. It was a big fibro house, house creamy white, with brown trimmings. <laughs> it was a big four-bedroom house, floorboards throughout, big long hallway, lounge room and dining room together. Yeah, it was that deadly big house, you know, big family house. Straight across the road from the school, um, which was Dawson Public School, where I spent more time being at after school hours than when it was actual school hours. <laughs> Those were the good old days. We used to play rounders in the park, like in the school grounds, against all the other families, because big small blackfellas lived there too, so it was, you know, mob versus mob. So, yeah, the whole family, mum, dad, my two brothers and sister, would sit up on the lounge waiting to watch the uncle play rugby league. Well, here he comes out running out the sheds with his red, white and blue jersey on. So yes, you guessed it, he played for Roosters. <laughs> Bless him. Um, <laughs> it was the years when footy was a real tough sport. Bring back the beef, I say. We were all cheering him on when I realised I was in love. This game is fucking awesome and I love it. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> I was young. When I first realised this, I was like a preteen. I was a little rooster. Bless me. Because, <laughs> you know, 
My uncle Andrew played for the Roosters and he was deadly, so I was a little rooster. My passion grew for this game, grew even more after another season, through another new stupid rule, through the phase of the Super League. What were they thinking then? That's the confused mob, bless them. Anywho, back to the yarn. It's now the mid, late 90s, early 2000s. The era, the Mountie County anthem that was produced by Montel, Montel Jordan. Sha-la-la-la-la-la. This is how we do it. In the Drew, come on. You mob, where's your mob been? <laughs> anyway, okay. I had done all the stupid teenage things, running amok, running around, taking on the world, thinking I was the queen of Mountie County. You know that shirt or that meme? I climbed Mount Jordan and survived. I created that. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. <laughs> I learned some real good life lessons. The best was, though, when I became a teen mum. You know, the best thing about being a teen mum is the fact that you are still so close to your youth that you realise what's really important and, you know, things that you did with family and that you wish you did more of. So being a mum made me treasure my childhood memories and just how special footy is and when it comes to family bonding. So I started to take my daughter to regular live games. That match between the Roosters and Souths was always the game we had to be at. Without a doubt, we was always there. Sometimes, Trian, I would grab anybody else's kid just to bring them with us. You know, like, having more kids there, standing up on chairs, going, cheering them on, and, oh, come on, Raph! I'll oh, get off him! It's all day! We'd been there ten minutes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, as family does grow, you know, more family gets added into because people want to get married up and that. And um, <laughs> so my, my younger brother um, is a Roosters fan as well because, you know, we go for the Roosters, we go for Uncle Andrew. And then my, also my other brother, my brother-in-law, he is chucked into the mix and he's also a Mad Roosters supporter. So, you know, the three of us, we would talk footy, talk new rules. What was that? What was that actual call that that ref did? And, um, you know, post-match games and stupid rules and whatever else. Anyway, but now comes 2008, when I realised who I really was, deep down inside. I think I always knew just exactly what I truly was, and it came time to tell my brothers. My younger brother was always going to be the hardest, so I thought I would test the brother-cousin-in-law first. It was out of his house, we're in Batemans Bay, we're in his little man shed, it's the garage, but we're in the little man shed, you know, we're talking footy, having a few drinks, and I look at him, I said, brother, I've got to tell you something. He's like, what's this? Hi, I've jumped the fence. Yeah, I know. You know, that's, that, that was the response. I said, no, brother, I haven't actually said this yet. I've jumped the fence. Like, what the fuck do you mean? What are you, what, what, what? What are you talking about? So I go for Souths now. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll be fucked, eh? I never fucking saw that coming, sis. You fucking threw me. Oh, well, sis, I'll always love you. We'll see you on the field. One of the hardest things I had to do. True yarn. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing has changed. He still rings me up after every game, checks if I'm all right when Souths lose, or just to dig it in a bit harder. Sometimes I just don't even answer the phone. <laughs> or we'll give it to each other on social media, which is always, I think, the funniest, because then the family, everybody gets involved with us. It's pretty good. And you know how I was worried about that, that younger brother? Well, he didn't even bat an eyelid. He now has two kids, a boy and a girl. My nephew, bless him, I think he's been brainwashed. <laughs> he goes for roosters too. Anywho. My sister-in-law and her mob, they're all diehard Paris supporters, right? So I always thought that my niece had no chance but to go for either of those teams. So I was shocked when my sister-in-law told me that my niece is like me. <laughs> she goes for South too. <laughs> So maybe me, being that auntie to many, I get right into it. So I'm buying these babies, you know, the Indigenous round jerseys. They're getting all that NRL apparel. <laughs> so then what I did, because, you know, I'm really mad on creating those family bonding sessions. What I did for Christmas last year is I brought them both footy memberships. <laughs> I actually had to go into the Roosters headquarters to get my nephews, but that's a whole nother yarn that there one. <laughs> Never mind, you know, like Hargraves walk around, no shirt on, bruds, calm down. <laughs> anyway, and I got my niece, you know, she got the Junior South membership with a whole heap of deadly stuff. She got a footy bag. She got all of these other things so that we can now go and make some of our own memories together at the footy. Hopefully they don't have to jump the fence later down the track. Even if they do, hopefully it's not as stressful for them as what it was for me. I want to leave you with... Up the bunnies! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. And follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.